Hello there. Everything leading up to this moment has been rehearsal. The real performance is about to begin. I'm counting on it. What's up, everybody? You have now tuned in to the Outer Rim Beacon, your frequency for everything in that galaxy far, far away. From stim packs to back to tanks, we've got you covered here on the Outer Rim Beacon. I'm Justin. I'm one of your hosts of the show. Joining me today, as always, are my co-hosts. This is Josh and Justin changing up the categories. We're not doing. We're, we're doing themes now instead of alf- alphabetizing. I I like it. I like it. And uh, you know, it's just really good to be back. I, if if listeners thought that maybe the show was gone, uh, no, we're still here. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't call it a comeback. Uh, this is Kyle, and I have a lot to say already. Uh, one, the it's not released, <laughs> so hopefully. <laughs> hopefully we're back and you're hearing this we'll see someday it'll get out there and i don't stim packs to back to tanks uh, thematic yes but i don't know i think i like the the species the creatures the aliens yeah um yeah. i think you should do up. planets next <laughs> planets all right i could do yeah. planets yeah i can do that um yeah i did the stim packs and back to tanks because in case you can't tell my voice is like shot i have been sick for basically the month of November and it has been absolutely miserable for me. So I could go for about a a week and back to tank. Yeah, I know. You know, you got to soak the buns. That's the trick. Got to soak the buns. You forgot and now Um, you're all yeah, a little horse. Um, But it's uh, (laughs) okay. It's um, Kyle. (laughs) It's it's terrible, man. I've been sick like all month and I just cannot could not shake it. Um, you know, I was had like a weird cold and then I actually did test positive for COVID um, earlier this month and that was miserable. Um, I was fortunate that symptoms were not that bad. Um, did have a couple hangover symptoms afterwards. And then now I've got this lovely mucus grossness that just doesn't seem to want to go away and it's like stuck. So you need that back, a to, back tank. to tank. Yeah, it would be great right now. Um, please, somebody invent that so I can just go ahead and get I'll, I'll sign up. I'll be the first test person. Just let me get in there and get rid of this. So, um, But hey, we had Thanksgiving. Hopefully, everybody had a happy break and a couple of days off, maybe around the holiday, to sit back, watch some football, enjoy some turkey and dressing and stuffing and whatever else everybody eats during Thanksgiving. Some people like uh, cheesy potatoes, au gratin potatoes, you know, everybody, mac and cheese. Do you guys think mac and cheese is an elite side dish at a Thanksgiving dinner? Yes or no? Hot take right now. Sixth man. Uh, oh, okay. In Not general, one of your starters, all right. Top tier at Thanksgiving. Uh, I've, I've had Thanksgiving dinners where it's not even on the menu. That, that's, that's like me too. Like, I think if you can go to a restaurant and you get it and it's just there and it's like a regular standard side, not a top tier side dish, a green bean casserole. Disgusting. Miss me Ooh. with the green bean casserole. No, thank you. Stuffing. <laughs> Almost anything that in involves there. a can of gelatinous <laughs> quote unquote mushroom soup is a Hard pass in my kitchen. What about the uh, the cranberries? Oh, I can mess with some cranberries if I they're can done do some well. Cranberries. I, I don't do the I like, do like uh, the jiggly, not can the rolled can. No, no. But uh, no. if it's actually made from cranberries, yes, I'm into uh, it. People, if you are serving the round, round canned cranberries at your Thanksgiving, 
up your up your Thanksgiving game. Take a little extra time. Do the Jello mold cranberry. It is worth the time. <laughs> you know what? It I'm going to counterpoint you. There's some people that love it. They choose it. True. They have both. True. And they go for the canned just jiggle with the with the with the <laughs> lines in it from the inside of the can. Uh, and if that's what you love, then you know more power to you. I I will say though that the the corresponding out of the can yeah. is very oddly satisfying. <laughs> yeah. Sure. sure. Yeah. Um, vacuum uh, it's, sound. It's very, very basic, but uh, there's not much better than good mashed potatoes. Mm. Good, like homemade, oh, for sure. not instant Some mashed sweet potatoes. potatoes. Sweet potatoes. Sweet potatoes are great. Squash. A potato in general pie. is just, I mean, so versatile and yeah. so delicious. Yeah. So, what are you guys, uh, Star Wars wise, before we dive into news and notes here, what are you guys, Star Wars wise, uh, are, what are you thankful for? This Thanksgiving. What are you guys thankful for, for Star Wars wise? Uh, You know what? I've got a good one. I am thankful that finally, after something like six months, my vintage collection Ahsoka is in my pile of loot. Oh my God. In the toy store. No way. And you know what? Oddly enough, usually you get like uh, a long time, uh, uh, 90 days, 120 days, something like that, that it can sit there. Uh, Ahsoka, mm. you only get like sixty days. Their time oh, time is limited on that. It was already mm-hmm. less than some stuff that I had already had sitting in there for a couple weeks as soon as it popped up. But it is available. I will ship it soon. Nice, very cool. Josh, what about you? What are you thankful for Star Wars wise this Thanksgiving? Well, this might be a generic answer, but I f- I feel like we are, even though there's so much like toxicity in the fandom. We are in a, an embarrassment of riches right now. We have six million Star Wars TV shows in development, uh, movies. Uh, there's Thrawn books coming out. Oh, yeah. There's comic books galore. High Republic. Um, they're making more. To- they're making more uh, collectibles than anyone can realistically afford, and it just reminds me of the time where it was like. Oh yeah, yeah. You read in the forum that one day George Lucas is going to make a live action TV show, but that we all know it's never going to happen because they talk. It was like the the thing that was always going to happen, but never happened, and mm-hmm. we didn't think we were going to get any more movies. And like, it's just it's just wild thinking back to that that like post. You know, basically Star Wars from two thousand six to you know twenty twelve or whatever where we were yeah. just getting books and comics and that mm-hmm. was it. Like there was no other new content. So this is, uh, I just, I'm thankful to be in enjoying this era of star Wars. And I know a lot of people complain, but yeah. I feel like the vast majority of stuff that's come out. I've enjoyed solid. I mean, too, yeah. I, I totally agree. We're, uh, uh, we're just swimming in content. It's more than we ever could have dreamed of, uh, you know, in the nineties. It's, it's great. Um, uh, but I had one other thing too that we should all the three of us be thankful for is that we just had our two year anniversary of um, podcasting oh, yeah. about Star Wars together as the three oh, amigos. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> yeah, this is very true. Two years that is a time long flies time. When you're having fun, doesn't it? Jeez, yeah, that's that totally crazy. <laughs> <laughs> this is where the fun um, begins, as they say. 
You're, well, you're right. I mean, it's it's it is a long time, but it is it's something that we love to talk about. All the four of us, we love talking about Star Wars. We love, um, you know, we don't always agree on everything that comes out that we we like. Say but we almost we love talking about Star Wars. We almost never fully agree, but yeah, yeah. Um, but you're right. Uh, you know, I'm thankful for the people that you know we've met. I think through doing this podcast yeah. and in um, on social media and at at events and things like that. I think that's like, I, I'm a people person. So Shout I love meeting to new you, people. Listener. <clears throat> yeah. I, I love meeting new people. So anytime I get to interact with people, I'm always happy. Um, which is why COVID was hard. Cause you know, when you're stuck at home and that's all you're doing ah, and you can't go visit people, yeah. it sucked for everybody, but especially for those that are people, people, then, uh, it was hard. It was really, really hard on you. So, um, but I'm very thankful for everybody that tunes into the show, listens to us when we put these out, takes, T- uh, takes part in our live feeds when we do those plays the games with us and and you know has a, a just fun just fun in general and, and good interaction so thank you thank you thank you you know what else i'm thankful for here we go i'm Let's thankful try. well one you <laughs> mentioned people and where they're going to be a lot of people oh. star wars celebration there we go i'm like you gotta play the music you mean, you mean th- this place what, what is this celebration down. you speak of? I'm not, I'm not sure what that is. Well, and I'm also excited to like, obviously we met We're at Celebration. six months, guys. But, but we didn't do oh Celebration together, per se. That's and so true. I think it's going to be fun to do Celebration as a crew, you know? Yeah. yeah. I think we, de- yeah. we definitely saw each other um, quite a bit throughout the weekend, but we weren't like... Uh, spending our weekend together i mean justin and i were actually yeah you yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's just a new experience for me mostly yeah but we were we were quick to start the group chat and text it throughout the event of where things were and what was going on and what everybody was doing so technically the our group text predates celebration because we were in line waiting for the first day to yep. open so that's very true it's, it's true, very true. Uh, i mean only by by a couple hours <clears throat> but you're from ohio i'm from ohio you're from ohio i'm from ohio too <laughs> we got here four hours before the lines open up to stand in line for an hour yes here here we are in the yeah. same spot <laughs> and and tab wait other people like those books uh well. <laughs> Um, and we had a good spot in line too. Uh, that we was, uh, we were, right we, were we were there. Uh, was that Thursday when they did the, was the merchandise only day, which I, I enjoyed that the yeah. merchandise only day. Um, that was kind of nice. So I got the um, meet and greet with Ashley that day. It really worked out. Yeah. It was good for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was good. So we got six months, 25 weeks. Is that right? 25, yeah, 25 weeks. weeks. Six months, six months, get your airfare, get your hotels, still have heard nothing, still have heard nothing from, uh, read pop. Insert cricket noises here. (laughs) Yeah. We got to book some airfare here soon. (laughs) Note to self. (laughs) Um, but yeah, nothing from read pop on ticket exchange, potential guests, uh, I think the only thing we've seen so far is the like podcast meetup and maybe like one other thing. And I think that's it. So New York Comic Con, which is also run by Reed Pop, uh, was in October. And I don't I don't know if that one was one that got moved like Star Wars Celebration or if that because it happened at its normal time. I can't remember if it got moved. Maybe it doesn't it really matter. Or but, okay. something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but so they the it was in the beginning of October, and they rolled out ticket information and the first guest announcements in the beginning of July. That stresses Ooh. me out already. Yeah. yeah. It'll be tight. It'll be a tight window, people. So be ready. Hopefully you've been saving money. You're ready to go so that when the stuff comes available, you can click on the buttons, order the things, and get it moving because it will go fast whenever it opens up. I can promise you that. Um, people are anxious to get out and about again. So it will go quick. And I like I, I was just in California in November. Uh, I did get an opportunity to go to Disneyland for one day. And I will say this. I've never been to Disneyland before in my life. It was crazy. It was chaotic. Uh, it was on Disney Plus Day, which probably didn't help either. Um, but I did get to walk around Batu West a little bit. I didn't get to do anything other than have a drink. And that was about it. But I got to walk around, take it in. And at least I can say I was there. Uh, speaking of Disney Plus Day, I did They AMC was doing, I think, four different... I don't. I think they called them surprise screenings or secret screenings or whatever. But there was um, an animated classic, a Disney classic, a Star Wars, and a something else. Maybe I don't want to say because I can't remember. But there was something else. Mm. But uh, you didn't know what the movie. They were only five bucks. Uh, I'm an AMC Stubbs member. I'm also not sponsored by AMC, but it's a really great deal. So it was <laughs> <laughs> included. You get yeah. three movies a week. Uh, for $20 a month. It's a killer deal. Um, that is a good deal. Yeah. Uh, but you didn't know what the movie was going to be. Five bucks for a ticket. Um, and you could also get like a combo popcorn and drink deal, which was also only five bucks, which if you go to the movies at all, you know you are not getting a ticket, a popcorn, and a drink for 10 bucks. Nope. in the last 20 years or something. So uh, yeah. it was a killer deal and uh, pretty cool that you know you're going to see a Star Wars movie um, and have no idea which one it's going to be. That was a really cool premise. I had uh, high hopes and it was Rogue One, which was not what I was hoping for. Oh. I was really hoping for an original trilogy movie, obviously, because I have only ever seen one of them on the big screen, I'm pretty sure. Uh, so that was slightly disappointing, but it was still really cool. Rogue One is awesome. Yeah. I like it. Um, whatever. It was cool. It's a good flick. Yeah. It's a good flick. It's a good yeah. time. I'm going to see my first movie in the theater since COVID started tomorrow. What do you what want you to see? see? House of Gucci. Ghostbusters. Oh, oh it was really good. It was really, really I'm good. so jealous. My friend That's that loves I, he, Ghostbusters hated it. Really? Really? <laughs> so, I thought it was I'm so very fun. interested. I'm very interested to see, but I, yeah, I'm going to do that thing where I go at like the first possible showing at like noon. So I'm hopeful Those that the there's best. like nobody there <laughs> and then I can be comfortable. Yeah. That's a good idea. Cause I've got some days off scheduled coming up here from work and yeah. I know a couple of them are like Fridays. Maybe I can duck in there on a Friday at like noon and get an early one in. When I used I to work second shift, I would do that all the time. I'd go at lunchtime before work. It was great. Almost mm -hmm. never anybody there. Tickets are cheaper. Nice. Very cool. Very cool. I um yeah, I really want to see Ghostbusters. I've heard good things. So well, maybe I don't to see that one. Maybe I'm I don't know, a 
a loser or something, but I thought it was fun. I really enjoyed it. Hey, I think it was like, what was it? 96% on Rotten Tomatoes, I think, of audience liked it. So, yeah, yeah. I don't pay to, too much attention to what critics like on that kind of stuff. But, well, I mean, you know, if the audience Fox is doing did a whole it, TV show about how critics hate everything. Yeah, <laughs> very true. Very true. Um, well, let's dive in here to a little bit of news and notes um, before we dive into the meat and potatoes of, of the turkey and stuffing of what we have to come in this so episode. Um, yeah, it's very seasonal. Uh, so we got a new casting for the Ahsoka series. The Sabine Wren role apparently has been cast. It is Natasha Lou Bordizzo. I'm hoping so, I'm pronouncing that correctly. Not to be... Um, uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, not to be that guy. I know these are pretty much always like pretty accurate, but it has this been actually confirmed by a real source yet? I I also read it all over the internet. Um, what was it in Variety or Vanity? It was in one of those two, I, I mean, think, if it which was is in a Vanity pretty. Fair, then I would say it's definitely like a pretty reputable legit. source. I think. There were several outlets reporting the same thing. The only one I didn't see it come through was obviously StarWars.com yeah. or anything well, like that. Really but that. Um, Josh, the man on the keyboard over there, I'm sure can find a credible source. Deadline, Variety, Empire. Yeah, yeah that's pretty. Okay. Yeah, somebody didn't hear something. Collider. We know somebody. A little close to home on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking, it's written by her. No. She is uh, uh Natasha has been in Guns Akimbo um with Harry Potter. Um The Society with Harry and Potter. the Voyeurs with Harry Potter. Um The Society and the Voyeurs um excuse me. Uh was this uh, There was another new hire I think on the show for the show as well. Ivana Oh yeah, they didn't How do you pronounce her last Sakno? Sanko? Sakno I think. Um, Sacno? Yeah, they were speculating who she's going to play because that was not announced. But people are guessing Ooh. that maybe she'll play Arlani. Yep, that's what uh, I that's saw. Pretty cool. She's ascendancy. Beautiful. Would love to see that. Um, if you if you've not been reading the Thrawn books, um, Arlani is mm. awesome. Awesome character in the Thrawn books. Um, fun to follow her character in that series. Um, without book of Boba Fett. Well, ju- oh, go ahead. Can I say just cause we're yeah. talking about it? I want to put everybody on the spot. Like, uh, how are we feeling about that throne trilogy? That's about to wrap up that we're two thirds of the way into. So I'm like six or seven chapters into book three, lesser okay. evil. And uh, I haven't started. There's a lot of book left to wrap pleasure. the series. Yeah. The third one's long, but, right? Yeah. And I there are, so I definitely still love Thrawn as a character. I think he shines when he's the focus. But man, there is there are so many new species. Mm. There are so many new um and then inside of the Chiss, there are like the nine great families and yes, then so the forty great but not as great families. And, yeah, and the all lesser, the names are like yeah super weird like even more weird than normal star wars names because you have your core name and then you have your family name and then you have like their abbreviated name which is a part of the family name plus part of their name and it's just a whole thing family politics politics within the greater region uh you know it's uh it's 
They're I don't dense, think that it's bad. Man. They're dense. It, I don't think that it's bad, but man, I am I, I lost a lot of the time. And <laughs> I, I'm, I don't know. It's still fun because it's Mark Thompson reading about Thrawn and yeah. I'm into a lot of it, but there, there's, it's just, there's a lot going on yeah. and I feel like I lost in the shuffle. I don't know why, but I really want to tune into that series now. Honest Opinions by Josh. And it just be like one sentence on something. And it'd be like, Thrawn book three. I've lost a lot of time. <laughs> and just like, that's the, that's it. And then like give him another topic or something Accurate. else to talk about. And it's like one sentence. Um, <laughs> my, my, my good friend Danny had a roommate named Sean. And Sean used to do these food reviews on YouTube. And there was one for like it's the only one I ever saw. I didn't even I even though it makes me laugh so hard. I've never watched any of the other ones. But he <laughs> is when the Doritos Locos Taco came out. And it was like Doritos Locos Taco uh, review, and he's sitting in his car. I'm already laughing that. just because the whole premise is great to me. And he just takes a bite out of it, and with his mouth still full, he just looks at the camera and goes, "Pretty good." And that was the video. It's the whole video. It's like. That's an honest review, though. <laughs> yeah. How else would you describe it? Do, do you it? need to say more about the Doritos Locos <laughs> Taco? Good. I mean, they're pretty good. I mean, for a, for a Taco Bell would... Taco, it's pretty good. Yeah. 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 Got a um, good mouthfeel. Oh, God. Here we go with this. <laughs> that's a throwback. They're better fresh. Yeah, that's for the that's for the, our original the listeners. OGs. Yeah. Uh, Justin, um, how do you feel about this this trilogy? Have you started the third book yet? No, not yet. Um, I haven't started it on the third book yet, but... Um, yeah, I, I do need to get in on it. Um, I've, I I know you said it was long. Yeah, so I think I haven't started, but it look I, I seem to remember on the, it. Uh, if, faster speed. Yeah, so I don't want to lose a lot of time like Josh. <laughs> it's just a, um, there, there's just a lot going on, and it's a lot. I I think they're like very dense books, and I, you're right, Josh. When it's when you're in Thrawn's head, it is at its best. But there's just a lot of scheming and not always a lot going on and then I, sometimes i get tired of like this whole thing plays out and then somebody says wait what just happened and then thrawn explains the whole thing that just played out like in great detail it it gets uh a little yeah a little trying to me i i mean i, I do still i still enjoy it and i'm still gonna read the the, the last one but that's yeah. not my yep. favorite and Thrawn just yeah. doesn't get personal family politics. He's just doesn't yeah. get it. Yeah. Aw, shucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's um an interesting take in that that um with that thought that he 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 doesn't understand the politics of of the families and the houses and stuff like that. And he yeah. just wants to but my do Achilles his job heel and, is I can't fake right. it. I don't know. Whatever. He's like a Sherlock Holmes where he just focuses in on the task at hand and that's all he cares about. He doesn't care about anything else that's going on around him. So I've always wondered if he's <clears> like <throat> one of those he's like a Sheldon Cooper where he's like supposed to be an allegory for a person with autism without saying he's a person with autism. Like, oh he's mm. really smart and he's really good at this Hyper focused on this one thing, and then, but man, his social skills, yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. well, I mean, um, which of me is cool, that but way. yeah, yeah. Um, we did have a little update on some TV stuff as well. Book of Boba Fett. Um, that's going to be seven episodes, so relatively short. Yeah. 
um, seven episodes, so we'll see what happens there. Bullshit. Yeah. (laughs) Bleep that out, I guess. Oh, here we go. Um, Bring home the Bounty Tuesday. Lots of stuff pops up every Tuesday from now until, I think, December 18th. So go out and check StarWars.com. You can get all of the things that were released for Bring Home the Bounty Tuesdays there. Uh, there was two items released oh, today, both in the Funko Pop here realm. Or no, one, two in the Funko Pop realm, one in the Black Series realm. Uh, to make Kyle's day, there was a Jar Jar Binks pop, pop that was game. released. GameStop exclusive, and then an Entertainment Earth glow-in-the-dark Jedi Luke. Uh, he doesn't glow-in-the-dark, but his lightsaber does. Uh, from Sounds Mandalorian. Crazy. End of Mandalorian Season 2. It do- That pop does look really good. Charger Binks looks good, but it, you know I'm, I'm not really spending the money on either. thing I really don't want to spend a ton of money on, but I'm going to have to anyway, is the GameStop exclusive BS Gaming Greats Imperial Senate Guard, which retails at twenty six forty nine. Dollars, twenty seven dollars for a basic figure, but because it's a gaming grade, because it's at GameStop, it is expensive. This, um, something, yeah. This is getting out of hand. It's it's absurd. Hasbro. I mean, the costs are. I mean, I get it. Like plastic is probably at a premium right now, and prices are up a little bit, but. Yeah, that's why. Mm-hmm. It's uh it's um that would imply uh, that the really kind of putting a strain at some point. <laughs> it's kind of putting a strain on my black series collecting and almost makes me want to just shift gears and go full vintage collection or just go ahead and make the jump to six the six scale figures because those are way cooler, have more accessories and are bigger. Can way I- more money, but I'm not going to buy as many of them as I do with black series or like different characters in those. Well, lines, you can so. only get 10 black series figures for the price of a six scale. Now, you know, I mean, right. you bought way more than 10 figures a year for a long time. I know that. Oh yeah. So I think I'd rather me too. I mean, that was, I don't know why that was so judgy. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. I got where you were going. Um, speaking of something else that is uh, really expensive to buy. That's, Probably Everything. not going to end up on your shelves. Oh. I don't know. We'll see. Hasbro's Haslab Rancor has well, been plummeting since they released the last two stretch goals. Yeah, where's the uh, the yodeler falling off the hill from Prices yeah. Right right now? That's I was, I I was thinking of the coyote <laughs> falling off the cliff, but yeah, anything. Yeah. But yeah, it is. Um, earlier today, I looked. It was down to forty seven fifty backers and it when i checked just before we jumped on it was at 47.94 so it did actually go up 44 people by 44 people and there are six days remaining in this thing at least as the time of the time that we're recording this there's six days remaining hasbro has not put anything out on social media to try to pump this thing up whereas they just did a q a with the gi joe sky striker the other day even though that thing i'm I think is backed. I haven't looked I'm at it. Sure it is. Um, I thought it was backed, but um, yeah, I it's at, okay. So I'm looking at it here again. It's at 4834, 4834 now. So it is, it's moving up. That's a That's big jump odd. in like a I day. I wonder why it's very people, because that thing was crashing and burning for a while. I wonder what made it, uh, what made people now, decide to jump on the bandwagon? 
there's a lot of people out there that have been saying that the bulk retailers or the the maybe like the comic shops that you may be able to get figures in or some of the smaller toy retailers or collectible toy retailers have not put in orders or those orders were not counted yet. Mm. So you may see that number go up. Like if a toy store says, yeah, I want to order 30 of them or I want to order 50 of them. You may see that number jump a little bit, but I don't see it jumping, you know, 4,000 to get to the, what is it? 9,000 it needs to, to get backed. I mean, uh, wait, just, is it the, the sky striker needs 10,000. It looks like it is. It's not backed. Yeah. The sky striker, I think was at 10. The brain core is at nine. The proton pack got backed yeah, relatively like quickly because yeah. that thing is cool. If, and I even posted a link with, um, the, what's his name from, um, uh, what is the, um, Bill Murray. That was a no, I'm not. Bill I, I have no idea what you're um, talking about. It was the 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 science the two science guys that used to do the um, Bill Nye. They try to prove prove theories. Um, Mythbusters and Mythbusters. And Thank you. Name? Yes, Adam. Yeah. yeah. Um, there was Jamie a great um, That's disrespectful. Sorry. Yeah, there was a great um, just kind of twenty minute long preview of this proton pack. Not even the finished one of what you could do with it. And I posted it to our Facebook page, so you can go out and check it out there. Um, but it is cool to watch, and everything that this Proton Pack comes with is amazing. And it's got lights, and it has sounds, and guess it's what? Got almost you didn't 12, get any backers. of that. You didn't get any of that on the Razor Crest or the the um, the Jabba's Sail Barge. You didn't get any of that. No sounds, no lights, no nothing. Just figures. So and it's is, kind of this is a one to one scale like replica too. This is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can wear the thing. You can like magnetically attach it to your back and you go buy it to your jumpsuit and you're good to go. Yeah. Like you can cosplay as a Ghostbuster pretty easily. So um a lot of time and care, I think, went into that one. Whereas watching this Rancor, I'm I'm uh, don't get me wrong. I may not have backed it anyway, just because I'm, I don't know where I would put something that big of a black series figure. Um, but you know, I, I bought the tie fighter. I bought that black series tie fighter. It's pretty big. And it's still, it's in my box and that thing's huge, but I just was not really turned on by the rancor or any of the stretch goals that they have. So, um, you know, lots of debate about why they didn't do Malakili and Ula. I Which think are it's because he was two, topless. They didn't want to release a topless Malakili. <laughs> I mean, too controversial. I, I maybe. I, I that's I don't th- I don't certainly think one that's of the why. things that's float. That's I think they hey, were cheap. floating around out there. I think they were cheap. Um, I thought that was a joke I, when somebody said that, but uh, I think yeah, they didn't put I, that I mean, much thought into it, and I think they're being cheap. I I could see that though with the Ula because they're not. Well, they have sure, not reproduced. That's not a good look. I mean, she's basically well, they like a redu- yeah. slave stripper. Correct. And they haven't reproduced any but of Leia on Jabba's sail barge either. And they're not going to. Malakili, so, is a, he's a zookeeper in desert garb. You know, it's yes. who cares. Yes. <coughs> Agreed. So interesting to see. Six days, three hours, nine minutes until we find out whether this thing gets backed or not. Numbers have been crazy today, so I don't know what's driving there. it, but yeah, so Good we'll see what happens. Um, 
But very, very interesting. One last question for you guys. I know we're on news and notes here, but uh, what do you guys got um, holiday gift giving ideas for the Star Wars fan? For those maybe tuning in, listening, good suggestion. Not not like what you want or maybe what's a good suggestion off the top of your head of a good Star Wars gift to give somebody if you're like, you know what, they love it all. They're going to love this. I'm going to get it for them. Well, you know what every Star Wars fan could use is an Outer Rim Beacon t-shirt from Public. Ooh. <laughs> or, I, I completely agree with brand. you. Or an Outer yeah. Rim Beacon zip hoodie from Public. Coffee yeah. mug and for Christmas morning. Have your hot cocoa. Nice. And if you go to Public right now, I believe it is 35% off. That's crazy cheap. This seems really staged, and I don't think this is what Justin was trying to do. But <laughs> no, it was, not, it was not. It was not. But um, yeah, it, but seriously, like I'm actually wearing my shirt right now. That's what um, made me it's think super of it. comfortable. Um, it's lightweight. Um, Josh has the hoodie. Um, our friends at Rebel Art Empire have hoodies, and they've got the coffee mug. So go check it out. Um, again, it's, it's not super expensive, but if you're, you're and, and that's another good point, Kyle. Over the holidays, everybody's like, I need a new podcast to listen to. Mm-hmm. Throw yeah. us out there. If they're into Star Recommend. Wars and they listen to podcasts, throw us out there and just say, hey, give them a shot. That's all we ask. Give us a shot. So we've got a ton of, of material out there for you. You can find it all on YouTube um, or you anywhere you find podcasts. So go check us out. Throw us a bone and see what happens. So, but yeah, the merch is, is pretty, pretty cool. So um, no, I, it, besides our gear, what else, <laughs> what else off the top of your head would you suggest to a good, a good gift for a Star Wars fan? I think a good gift for a Star Wars fan is like uh, apparel or home goods. Like, don't try to give a collectible because um, you're probably not going to really Always nail hard. it. Yeah. But a T-shirt or a hat or a hoodie hard to go wrong with, uh, assuming it's the right size. And um, I have received like a Star Wars apron before. I've got a Star Wars um, spatula, Darth Vader helmet on it, uh, stuff like that's nice. kind of cool. Yeah. Josh, uh, what do you suggest? So I was going to also say like clothing. Yeah. Um, and but So I will piggyback on that and say clothing, um, but I have another suggestion too. Um, like a Star Wars t-shirt, but don't be lazy and get one from Kohl's that everybody's got. Yeah. Go, you know, find find it something unique. And I that, I think that's the other thing is is Star Wars fans, a lot of us, we uh we have no impulse control. Yeah. And we just buy the Star Wars stuff that we want when we see it. Or at least I do. Yeah, yeah so if it's so, on the rack at Target, there's a good chance I have that one already, and so does every yeah. Star Wars <laughs> right. person. Yeah. So in that regard, like try to find something unique. Um, yeah. Well, and we're, and you, yeah. Sorry, I, but to, to uh, go along with that, so I think this is like small business something or other right around now, but there's tons of really killer uh, handmade and like um, small business. Uh, Star Wars themed stuff that is really really cool too. Uh, I mean enamel pins, yes. I've seen custom shoes. I've seen um, 
handmade custom jackets and things like that, uh, which sounds like so expensive when you say it like that, but uh, not necessarily. It's it's not necessarily. Yeah, I would say like mm-hmm. uh, scouring the internet for something unique. And obviously, if you want to get something, the easiest way to do that is to, to skim Etsy because you can look at yep. it all in one spot. Um, but I mean, that's the... If you get me, if someone gets me a Star Wars thing that I've never seen before mm. or that um, is something that like not everyone's going to have, even if it's not something that I love, I'm going to appreciate the effort. Definitely. So my mom For used sure. to always like randomly buy me the shirts from like Kohl's or Target that have yeah. like uh, Darth Vader playing baseball or like free throat hugs or like. And I'm, I'm just like I don't like the, I don't, I don't like the gimmicky shirts like that. I want to be in universe, hugs? please. <laughs> this isn't canon, Mom. Darth Vader doesn't play baseball. <laughs> it is, uh, it's no, but that, that's solid advice. That is yeah. solid advice, gentlemen. Um, and support you know, small business it, in general. Yeah, yeah, it's um. It's hard to to do the collectible things because yeah, you know if you've got a tough. big collector in the family that you don't know what they have and and to be honest some of the things on their it, list are could be pricey. So well, and if you find it on the you, shelves right now like it's probably a stinker. Like <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I found this really cool Island Journey Ray at Ollie's oh, today. Thanks. <laughs> thanks. Appreciate it. Um and and don't get me wrong, like I'm always happy yeah. to get figures. I love figures, but um, yeah, if you want it, if you really want it, like intricate and cool and catered to them, there's tons of stuff out there. Check out Etsy, search the web, do something. Frankly, that's just a good you way can to find shop a ton of gifts too. Yeah, and a lot of times you can combine their favorite things with Star Wars. So if they love Star Wars and they love grilling, guess what? I have Darth Vader tongs that when I open them, they go and they like make the noise. So when I'm grilling, I'm getting my Darth Vader on. Justin has a Darth Vader thong. That's what he said. I don't want to know what makes uh, that sound. (laughs) Nice, nice. Um, (coughs) Excuse me. You can also get like the... uh, His lightsaber, obviously. flustered now. Yeah, gross. Yeah. (laughs) There's the, uh, the, uh, the Stormtrooper decanter whiskey decanter right if you like whiskey bourbon if the, if that's what they're into and they love star wars Those you can cool. get the stormtrooper decanter yeah so um i don't know if they make any others it's the only one i that's think i've seen out there but, too, but. Uh, you can get these great kits with that and like two glasses that go with it and it's nice but uh you or you know if they like the big bottle directly you know if they're into star wars thongs then uh, i'm sure that's out there somewhere too right. i Hundred percent. No, no, no. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Tongs. Yes. Thongs. No. <laughs> also, yes. Not a fan of Cisco over here. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> oh goodness! Here. Goodness, goodness. Anyway, so yeah, good advice, gentlemen, on the holiday gift giving for the Star Wars fan. We've got a little bit to talk about today. We're going to dive into some comics because we've been we've been meaning to catch up on comics, and there's a lot of them out there right now. There is the Star Wars comic, there's Boba Fett, there's the Darth Vader comics, there's uh, War of the Bounty Hunters, you've got all the High Republic, High Republic and High Republic Adventures, tons of comics out there. So we've kind of been focusing on the comics the last couple weeks to really kind of catch up and see what we've been getting into here. Where do you guys want to start? There's so many of them. 
Is there any one in particular you want to start with? Um, I am a touch behind on the High Republic, but I know that was crossing over really well with the novels we have already covered. Um, I know that when they finished um, trapping the Drengear in, I can't remember, in that containment field, that's when those those Jedi that were fighting the Drengear with the Huts first found out about mm-hmm. the attack on on Valo, and they they saw the the screens from the attack on the fair that we read about in the novel. So um, I love all the High Republic stuff in general, and I also love uh, how they're crossing over the comics with the novels and also the novels with each other. Um, that's all working together really, really well for me. So I do still have, I think two or I think two issues that I still need to read. Mm. Um, but in that mainline high Republic comic, I'm really enjoying it and I love Avar Chris. So that's also great for me because she's like a well, well featured in that. Yes. It's, um, it's it's really what are we on? Uh, there's number up to number eleven, I think, in the in just the High Republic series. Yeah, I think coming up on the a year. Ones are like eight through eleven issues, eight through eleven, which really focuses on Avar, Skier, and Tarek and Sarret, and um, what's uh, Skier's paddle? It's um, Keeve Trennis. Keeve. Keeve. Thank you. They are trying to get inside the Nihil group they're trying to find a way in and they captured yeah infiltrate some espionage stuff and they they really kind of they they capture some nile they they bogart the ship and they decide oh we're gonna send keeve and was it um is it Tarek or sarah is on the ship with it this is uh not a good look for me but i can't think it's Tarek. i think it's Tarek, but like Anyway, they send one of him in because they can feel each other from basically across the galaxy because they're one person. And that way they can kind of, it's almost like a homing beacon, like a, a, a biological homing beacon yeah, I, for the I Jedi. I barely understand it, but they have like a really small hive mind, <laughs> a hive of two. Yeah. Well, they always refer to each other as we, I think. But then in, in this, when Tarek gets injured, and, and yes, just just... Before I go too far, we are going to probably release snippets of this comic. So if you haven't read it yet and you don't want spoilers, then you should probably tune out. But if you don't mind and you're still going to read it anyway, then make sure, yeah, listen, listen. So Tarek does get hurt when he goes over with uh, Keeve. But um, when he gets impacted and hurt over there, Sarret, which is I think the one that was left behind, refers to himself as I at one point. So it's almost like the hive mind got broken somewhere. Hmm. And he's like, I, he says something like I need to find Tarek and even skier says something to the effect of, wait, did he just say hot? I, or wait, did he just say I, he's never used I before. And that was, it was just a very, did he just say I, (laughs) (laughs) yes, you gotta get the S's in there. Um, but yes, they, um, it was just, a, it's, it's like literally two frames on the comic, but it was a really interesting little page because uh, Avar and Skier are trying to help Sarah in that frame, but they send him over, um, they get behind enemy lines, they meet 
Uh, and I always forget his name. Who's the little Nile guy in the mech suit? Um, oh, the annoying, the one who got promoted God. when. Yes. Uh, what is what, his name? Uh, a, what is his a, name? Xander or Zardoff or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Xander. Uh, that's from Xander King. from Buffy. Um, uh, what is his yeah, name? Yeah, Zirconium, Zir- whatever no, his name is. Thinking of a fake diamond. Uh, Zirtag. Oh, okay. Zir- no, you're thinking of allergy <laughs> Allergy medicine. meds. Uh, what? <laughs> Zetar, Zetar. I was close. Zetar. Oh my gosh! Yeah, so they they get I behind really enemy lines. They finally meet. Yeah, they finally meet Zetar, and you see him in his like glorious mech suit, yeah. and um, he's very leery of them from the start that he's they're Jedi. Turd. But you also get to uh, we meet up with Lorna D. Lorna D is with uh, Zetar at this point. In- I love the I love everything they're doing in the High <laughs> Republic, but Lorna D is is the worst name. She sounds like she's in Greece. I I picture cookies, like oh, a package of cookies, like just the Lorna oh, D in have like a her Lorna mask. D? Yeah, no, I don't know. She just does not sound like a, a and, vicious uh, Twi'lek. Yeah, that's because you're saying um, it wrong. You got to say it like this, Lorna D. <laughs> Oh, okay. All right. I didn't know you had to pull a little stank on it like that. Yeah, I got to put a little stank on it. Because I was thinking it like, like, look at me, I'm Lorna D. You know, I had it all wrong. (laughs) They get behind enemy lines. They find out that... No, no, no. (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. Um, Go on with your synopsis. They find out that the Nihil have captured... Who's the hut? It's... um Pizza? Mars Marsala. Mar- Mar- no, you're um, thinking of the chicken dish. <laughs> um, <laughs> None of these uh, names. Are y'all right. didn't know you were coming for Indian food jokes, did you? <laughs> Marsala the hut <laughs> goes with pizza yeah. and uh, the rest of them. But no, um, the salad yeah. the hut. Yeah, there were there are have but been they a lot find of out that comics though lately. Yeah, um, they find out he's been captured and is held hostage by the Nile. They he gives up the Jedi because he recognizes Keeve, and instantly it turns into this giant battle between the Jedi and the Nile. And uh, here's where I get a little Tales confused because I, I want to make sure I want <laughs> me getting confused. No, well, I meant the oh, Jedi oh. <laughs> and Nile fighting each other. It's like the whole premise of yes, the thing. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, I thought you meant me getting confused. I'm that, like, well, that, that happens too. sometimes yeah. too. So. Um, but they, so Lorna D is like, all right, we here, we're not even going to fight the Jedi. We're just going to open this box and release the, I, I'm assuming it was the, the leveler. Hounds? Oh, the Kraken. W- am I correct that it was the leveler again? I don't know. I but this for video. some reason it, it, or was it the gatekeeper or the key master? <laughs> oh, and now we're just switching total IPs here. Um, yeah, I couldn't tell. Like, it's this purple glowing thing in a box. Both of them are scared, right? Keeves like trying to like, like, get away from it. It's going to be like Pulp Fiction. They're never actually going to show it. Yep. Oh, man. It's a MacGuffin. I don't know what the level... But anyway, so Tarek ter- starts turning into stone or something. He doesn't get on like, the full stone oh. like Loden did. Like Loden, I think like my Loden turned into like a statue, yeah. And then he turned into dust. I think he essentially got Thanos at the end there, didn't he? Or was he still? I yeah, I think so. Um, but the for some reason, Tarek was only like partially turned into stone. I don't know if that's because he's got like that 
hive mind thing with Sarah because Sarah got the other half of it. Apparently, it was affecting him on the ship with um, Avar and Skier. That's obviously Skier, but how that would work. Maybe I don't know. Uh, lots of interesting things with the Jedi, though, in these comics, like interesting powers and what they can do, and you know, it makes me curious about are. how was all this knowledge lost in those. 300 years between agreed uh, I mean and a couple of those suckers are still around the whole time agreed I mean Yoda's still around um, Yarel Poof Yarel Poof is around there's a bunch of them still around they lost a lot of powers go ahead Josh well one people don't learn <laughs> two not the truth <laughs> two I think today. I think we are <laughs> We are in for some sort of tragedy. Um, and there's something that I realized recently, and it reminded me of when Kevin Scott said that um, he put little things in the Jedi Dooku Lost book, or Jedi Lost, Dooku Jedi Lost book that would lead to this. And there's a line in there about Yoda's like walking with some people. And he says something about one of the busts of the fallen in the library. Mm. And there's mm. a Jedi Master, Trennis, is one of them. Well, well, well. And he says that was a sad, that's a sad story, or so, like that was a sad thing that happened, as if he was there and knew that person. Hmm. So we don't have confirmation that it's Keeve. Huh. But. But Jedi aren't supposed to be passing down their name like that either, unless they're uh, not following the yep. general. And if Yoda knew, what is the likelihood that Yoda knew two people, two Jedi with the same last name? Mm. Unless Trennis is like the Smith of. Well, I'd say it's a hundred percent because he knew Luke and and Anakin. But I recognize that that's not really what you were driving at either. So unlikely, True. unlikely. Yeah. Good point. Good point. And at this point in High Republic, Yoda is just a wall somewhere. He uh, he's off. not into it. He's made it. Very, I think they like have no. made it very clear that like he just wants to teach younglings and like go study and do his thing. He has no interest in the council and their tomfoolery. I feel like we got duped by the writing room where they said yes. Yoda is in the High Republic series, and then he's in there for like, hey guys, what's up? All right, I gotta go on a mission. Peace out. And then everybody just talks about Yoda. He never actually like makes an appearance in the rest of the High Republic stuff. He's just uh, he's there for reference, and that's about it. But I I have a feeling as we get into yeah, I, I have a feeling as we get into wave two of these novels, I think that start in what January is when they start rolling out. Um, I think we're gonna. I think we're going to get into a little bit more heavier conflict that goes on here with the Jedi. It's been pretty heavy already. And, My goodness. Yeah. And I think Yoda will play a larger part in this second wave. So it'll be real interesting to see. So what else, what else did you guys get out of um, the High Republic series? Anything, any favorite frames or quotes or anything like that out of that series? I can't remember it verbatim, uh, and I know I'm a couple issues behind, but in in that last issue with the Drengear, 
they had their like backs against the wall and um avar chris has like the gross drengear tentacles like all up in her mouth and nose and everything um but then of course they bust out and then they're all like in unison and they're uh i don't know but they were all like saying something together and there was this whole splashy like entire page um of this Drengear getting attacked by all whatever five or six jedi uh it was just really it looked really good the the writing was really good and it was like a climactic point in the story i enjoyed it and you've got all the old yeah. school huts with like their battle armor like they're still giant fat slugs but they're also like they've got their carts and their whips and their armor and they're out there mixing it up um and you can tell that it's like an older version of the huts not the not the fat and lazy sending their people out to do their bidding huts that we know from you know quote modern times the um the one hut is like ripped is it baku boku that, that yeah yeah that's uh <laughs> He's like hitting the gym on the regular. He's he's not he's like the others. He's also yeah. He's, he's also working, pretty working for the for the. He's awaiting the dawn. dawn. Yeah, awaiting yeah. the dawn. Yeah. I, I like that line too. Await the dawn. Yeah. Yeah. So let, let's shift gears. Let's go from High Republic here. Let's shift gears and go over to War of the Bounty Hunters for a little bit because this <laughs> one encompasses a lot of comic books. Yeah, it's a lot of comic books. Um, there is like one separate arc. I don't want to call it a separate arc. Separate title, right? Which is there's a mi- there's the a mini series just for this. Yeah, yeah the the Crimson Dawn auction of Han Solo and kind of how Boba Fett is trying to get Han back after he was taken from him, and how all of these different comic storylines meet up in that one but there's individual stuff that's all happening in theirs so the star wars the darth vader the boba fett one what's the other one josh um bounty hunters afra yeah bounty hunters afra there's like five or six different individual lines that are all like interplaying with and then there was also four or five one shots um that if if you're a comic nerd, that means just a single issue <laughs> tie-in story. Uh, yeah, for, nerd for a bunch of different <laughs> characters. Yeah, I yeah. shocking, but so and I think we're up to the fifth. If it's we're done. just talking the, like War of the Bounty the, Hunters, the, book the individual is one, the fifth one is out. It's done. It's done. This, the crossover, and then it just kind of lives on. Yeah, it just kind of lives on in their own individual comics now, right? Well, those well, those so they're type. coming back together. Sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Sorry. I, those ongoing titles will continue, uh, but the there's two more crossover events. This was the first of a trilogy. This was uh, War of the Bounty Hunters, and then the next one is the Rain something Crimson Rain Crimson Rain, and then Shadow Empire or Hidden Empire. It was hidden something like that. Uh, but there's yeah so. I don't know the exact date on um, the Crimson Rain one, but that is presumably not too far down the road. So there will be another whatever four to six issues. I'm sure they'll do a mini series for that, and then all the other books will tie in again. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, bold it's, prediction, um, but that's generally how that goes. 
Yeah. Uh, the, so we leave off with, um, you know, everybody trying to get, to get, uh, Han, right? Luke. Yeah. He's uh, frozen, he's frozen in him. carbonite and, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. Boba is trying to take him to Jabba, but then Vader gets everybody's him. trying to get their hands and, um, uh, well, it's Crimson Dawn steals, yeah. steals Han frozen in carbonite. And then they invite the entire cr- criminal underworld of the whole galaxy. Um, and they're going to auction him off to the highest bidder. But what I really like that we find out at the end is that this whole thing is really just an elaborate plan to kind of create turmoil amongst all these crime syndicates so they can assert their own dominance and, and elevate their own status. And it pretty much worked like a charm because the entire hut council got gets wiped by Darth Vader at the end. And yeah, make that. Yeah. It was down to just Jabba running it all himself. So there, cause he left kind of leveled the playing field. <laughs> Well, and there was some, he was like, there was a line in there. I can't remember which one of them said it, but I guess Jabba's just going to go back to Tatooine to host parties on his barge and yeah. never be involved in the family <laughs> business. And like, so he's apparently just got a reputation for living it up and just, uh, I guess it suckling at the family teat and not really, uh, putting in the, the elbow grease. And as I think that is, it's Baku. On, that's upset with that decision because Jabba was the lead bidder. He won the auction, and the fact that he chooses to just walk away from the the bounty instead of saying no, I got to go take this from Vader, upset Baku. And he was like, "Well, you got to understand, this makes the huts look bad because we're like willing to just give up on this. Nobody's going to want to listen to us." And he was worried about that um, and how Jabba's actions are going to affect the huts overall, which is why he was mad. Well, th- so this has a lot of there there was a lot of layers to this too and there was a lot of like kind of shady backstabbing sneaky oh, yeah. cuz of course Jabba wants Han because Han owes him money and it's like just a pride thing really for them or quote business if you want to call it but uh and then Vader told two different people that they had to bid against each other and against Jabba and he created this whole bidding war and then it, it's Baka what's what's the other hut's name I think it's Baku 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 Baka he's also yeah. secretly working for Crimson Dawn uh and yeah. she was manipul she they were manipulating this whole thing as well and she's the one who made him attack the empire and create a diversion and they had Crimson Dawn also had an agent that worked for the Empire literally on the inside. Like there was just a, there was a lot going on and a lot of backstabbing and a lot of um, underhanded sneaky behavior by all the bad guys. Mm -hmm. You think they're like, how do we get, uh, how do we get Amelia Clark to come back? Hmm. We make her character a complete badass. She really is. Mm-hmm. You don't see a yeah, lot she, of um, non-force users go toe to toe with Darth Vader and walk away unscathed. Yeah, yeah, she sure did. It was uh, it was interesting to see 
just how far Crimson Dawn is entrenched in various things, not just the huts, but in the Empire as They've well. They've got agents because, everywhere. It was impressive. Yeah. Well, yeah, they showed that. I mean, they showed like a little thing where with her and there's different frames of there's someone in the rebellion and there's someone here and there's someone there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she's yeah. got agents yep. everywhere. Because they were, it was that they were trying to get to Han on the executor, Vader's ship. And they got clearance codes to land on the ship. And they were like, wait, what? And so they go ahead and land. And then when they get off, there's an Imperial officer there that basically said, here, here's where Han's being held. And then she says, and there was a, wait, the there was a great line in there too about you may not believe because they received a message from the Star Destroyer, the Super Star Destroyer. And mm-hmm. of course you don't trust it, but they said, if you don't believe that this message is in good faith and it was something about just know that I watched in awe as Han Solo made the Kessel run in that ship as well or something like that. So, um, so Lando would know that it was Kira, yeah. um, which was cool. Uh, I, I really liked that. I love the uh, I love the part with Lando almost trying to spill the beans about Han and Kira when they well, were he did younger. finally. He's, he's like, like uh, uh, well, uh, they kind of were a thing, uh, and she's like, "What do you mean a thing?" And he's like, "Never mind. <laughs> like, let's go ahead lady. and let's just get Han. He's a scoundrel. Like, you weren't the first woman he ever met. Get a line, <laughs> right? Get a clue." Lando um, had the best line of all of Star Wars, though. I already know exactly what you're going to say, but go for it. Beat his ass, Chewbacca. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I love that it was just one little frame one with frame. Lando's face and the speech bubble. <laughs> and you could hear it yeah. like just in Billy D's voice right there, too. And he, yeah. he made a good I- point because in hand to hand combat, good odds on the Wookiee, you know, if there's no blasters no, allowed. Sure. Now, granted, yeah. we didn't take into account flamethrowers and being covered in hair. That's a whole other thing. Hooks it had to smell and, terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can uh, I, this might make me sound really dumb, but I've only ever read this word and Justin, you said executor, right? Is mm-hmm. that how you say the name of that? I would have said executor. Executor. That's what I would have said too. executor. That's how mm-hmm. I read it. So, I, don't, I mean, I've, I've said it both ways. I'll I don't, look at this guy backtrack. I, I don't know which way. No, I mean, that's, you're the, I amp, like, you should know this. Yeah. <laughs> I like executor, but <laughs> That's just what I like. I don't know which one is actually correct. A long time ago, I decided that executor is not a word, even though I don't know that executor really is a word either, but mm. an executor would be an executioner. Yeah, uh, that's I what don't I was know. thinking. But I don't know. Um, yeah, if you're listening you to any... this and you know the way to say <laughs> that, then somehow tell me on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. I feel, I feel um, like executor is the way a dumb person would say executioner <laughs> like if they didn't know what to call that person <laughs> and then the executor came up and chopped his head dumb, right just... off <laughs> all right Josh's an Christmas present is going executor. back to the store and <laughs> um, yeah no I can see that that's funny um, Kyle did you have any any favorite frames or anything on out of the bounty hunter series uh, let me think um there was some really cool stuff where Boba Fett was fighting in the arena under the name Django Fett, which I think we probably discussed this on our last comics coverage uh, episode, but there was some really cool giant 
frames of um Mandalorian armor and explosions and fight scenes and those were really cool. Um and then seeing Chewbacca and Boba Fett mix it up hand-to-hand combat style mm-hmm. that's very cool and then mm-hmm. all the stuff where Afra is in the same room with like Lando and Leia and Vader and that's like just really I think that's fun because it's you don't think of those two things necessarily going together. I know she's interacted with Vader before, but like just having her in this universe mm-hmm. with all these core characters and that stuff overlapping is fun to me. Yeah. I think uh, one of my favorites was the last issue, the page 32 Boba was talking with Jabba. He gets Han back over to Jabba's palace and he's talking to him about, Hey, you put a bounty out on me. What the heck? And he's like, sorry, I just wanted to make sure, you know, Han was coming back to me. I already canceled it. It's all good. You know, I actually have more work for you. And the last shot on the last page on page 32 is just this shot of Boba Fett. And the thing at the top just says, pay me. Yeah, it was And that's all it says. Very good. Fellas. That was just a, yeah. yeah, it was just a cool, like, Hey, I'm in it for the money. I'm in it for the business. Just give me my money and I'm good. And that was a great shot. The Crimson Dawn one with Roe and the Knights of Ren was very interesting as well because there was a couple characters in there. It's just this cast of shady Crimson Dawn characters. And you're like, oh, where's this going to go? Because Knights of did, Ren are in there. This is a, did we already know that the Knights of Ren were a part of Crimson Dawn? Was that a, or was that a revelation to you guys as well? It was a revelation it to me. It was to me. Okay. So I didn't know it, but... um. The amount of things that they've tied weird. together in this little series is kind of wild. Well, that also yeah. means Crimson Dawn was around for like quite a long time in yep. some capacity mm. or another. Oh, and sure. one other thing I will say that I really enjoyed that I have not mentioned yet is that Kira says that she knows how to deal with a Sith Lord and vader says something to her when they're fighting about recognizing her style or the the way she fights or whatever um which i assume are both references to darth maul who is my favorite sith lord so i would love to see i think he called it terracase too like the video game oh did he i i think so See, I can't remember that um, specifically what he said. Yeah. But I do remember him saying he and you know, what Fighting other style. Sith Lord would would she have any experience with, right? So it pretty much has to be Maul. Oh no, that's a hundred percent she's talking about. Oh yeah. Um Yeah, he says, um oh. Dang it. I clicked <laughs> on a link and it went away. Um oh. he says now my eyes aren't working he said who trained you who was your master she said someone who knew quite a bit about you lord vader and your master as well oh yeah he says your your skill does credit your teacher but you do not have the force and your terracase will not save you Mm. yeah yeah so i would love to get some more in in this next crossover event that's obviously going to be about her and crimson dawn more um I'd love to understand that relationship and how 
that Darth Maul and Crimson Dawn stuff all worked because other than a little hollow recording between him and um, Voss, Dryden Voss, yeah, uh, in Clone Wars Season 7, and then the little hologram at the end, uh, or hollow vid or whatever, at the end of Solo between she and Maul, um, that's all we really know about his involvement with that, right? Um, so I, I, yeah. I'd love to understand how that worked a little more i mean that that information i'm assuming has to come eventually they keep tiptoeing around it well yeah they're not going to do all of this and not show us the rot like the the machinations and the shadows that led to them being back in power i mean i feel like you eventually have to go there and they they did a they did a flashback for han Mm. um in this series so i feel like we could see i i wouldn't even be surprised if that's what crimson rain is is it's it's a combination of her next moves in the modern in this current era and flashbacks that show us how the crimson dawn you know resurfaced i would love mm-hmm. that i'll take more darth maul content any day of the week yeah oh yeah oh yeah well speaking of things that have been around for a really really long time uh, i'm going to shift gears and go over to higher public adventures because there's oh, I, care- oh go ahead, I'm Jeff. sorry. I I just had I had two two things. I I didn't know you were switching gears. Or I wouldn't. Have, I, no, you're good. No. Did anyone else feel like Bosch and the other? Uh, and maybe you didn't. You probably didn't see this, Justin. Mm-mm. There's like the Power Rangers. Him and his little group. They all were wearing the same outfit, but it was a different color. I that was one of the one shots. I didn't read it. Sorry. Oh, so he has a crew. Or actually, I don't even know that. Um, the, so Bosch has a crew, and it's a bunch of other Ubies that are all exiles from the from the their planet, and they're all wearing the same type of outfit with the same type of helmet, but they're all a different color scheme. And then huh. they do this fun gag where you, you see them walk into a bar and sit down, and then they show them having like a meal together and talking, but their heads are all cut off in the frame. So you can see their helmets on the mm-hmm. the table, but you can't see their faces because they they cut them off. Sight gag, huh? Yeah. Um. But. Nice. Did they ever? Okay, I haven't watched Solo in a long time, but didn't they show that? No, it was the it was the um, whatever armor that Lando was wearing that they showed in in Solo, right? Not the Bosch costume uh i'm not sure because did they ever mention how leia came to have this i think they explained that in a comic actually mm-hmm. i don't remember which one but i think it was older it was like a like a couple like a sometime last year or the year before they had a comic where yeah, that explained okay. that like how she got it and Came upon it. Yep. Oh, I found a perfect picture. I'll send this to you guys. Uh oh. Uh oh. Um, but I mean, if you haven't checked out either of these yet, go check them out. They're both good comics. You're going to get into a lot more. You, to, for the relationship stuff, War of the Bounty Hunters, there's way more to like other comic series that you really got to read to pull all of that in together to follow it. High Republic is pretty straightforward if you're up to date on all of the books and the novels and things like that of the audio drama and things that have come out. That one's a little bit more linear 
and easier to follow. Um, but yeah, if you get into War of the Bounty Hunters, you definitely needed to pick up the the other series, the 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 Vader, the Star Wars, the Boba, the Afra, all those to kind of pull it all together. So otherwise, you're going to be missing out on some bits. I and would pieces say there. you so, could you could get away with the War of the Bounty Hunters miniseries and then the Star Wars and the Vader. I think those really mm-hmm. added a lot. Um, Afra is kind of doing her own thing, which is fun. Uh, but I think those three, okay if you had those three, you're getting like the main meat of the the story. Yeah. Josh, do you disagree yeah. with that? Are you make are you judging me for that assessment? No, I think that's, <laughs> that's fair. And I, I Good didn't, assessment. I didn't think the bounty hunters one was, was super essential either. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but a good series, good series. Check it yeah, out. It um, the they last really one good job we were going to touch on, we were going to look at, uh, talk a little bit about higher public adventures, which, um, we're on, I think number seven through 10. And this follows Farzala, Zine, Ram, Jamaran, who's now part of the group after, what is it? Race to crash point tower. After that novel, he kind of leaves that planet. He leaves, um, uh, where the fair was and goes with the Valo. rest of the group. Um, yeah, Valo, thank you. Uh, Lula and then Court, who Court is a very interesting character as well. Um, but we get into, we we get back with this group. They finally get all back assembled together on Starlight Beacon. And then they get told by Buckets of Blood um, that basically they've got a mission. And they found out that um, Zine's, friend when she was younger um and i his name escapes me at the moment i remember uh not krill um i don't remember what his anyway he he is like been leading strike teams of nihil um nihil warriors to go attack jedi temples and um other places of interest to not they hit it like quick and then they leave and then when the rescue group comes in to help and provide aid and medical attention and food and whatever else they might need, they come back and then they strike again and attack those people trying to help. And that way they hit a bigger target, um, more people and cause more destruction and damage in doing that. So their goal is to kind of lead a group. They've received some, yeah, they've received some Intel that the Nile were going to do this attack on the Jedi temple on, um, where Maz Kanata's castle is on the same planet. It's actually right across the pond from Maz Kanata's castle. And we get Maz Kanata in these last uh, couple episodes from like seven through 10. She's old too. She is. Uh, yeah. That's what I said. Something that's been around a while is Maz Kanata. And in this series, her droid, actually that big red droid with the long arms and the long legs is really tall that you see in, um, force awakens is in this comic. So this, yeah, this droid has been around for a really hundreds of years to show a well-made machine that is taken care of can last a lifetime. Right. Right. You don't need to replace it every two years. Uh, what is the name of that? planet where was maz's bar takodana takodana sounds delicious took me a minute took me a minute but yeah takodana we're back on takodana and we get 
We get to meet a really cool Jedi in Sav Malagon. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, but Sav is a Kyuzo, Kyuzo female, which is the same species that Embo is. Hmm. The bounty hunter. So, and also wearing a hat. And in the comic, she explains why she wears the hat. Um, so you do so get do they that. they all wear a hat like that? I... I think it's, she basically says, she basically says it's because of the sun to keep the sun off of her. Cause I'm assuming maybe their skin is super sensitive to sunlight, but, um, weird, like uh, her conversation. Yeah. Her conversation with court is in, um, in, um, for Zala was, I couldn't think of her name. Um, she says, I was wondering, uh, you know, when, what'd she say? She says, I, Frazala asks, you know, when we join the Jedi Order, we leave behind all the trappings of our our families, our lives, our world. I was in in an orphanage, actually, so I don't have a family. But and Sav says, "Oh, you're wondering why I wear this Kyuzo hat, even though I'm a Jedi." And she says, "Yes." She says, Sav says, "Oh, as as with most things, there's a story behind that, but the simple answer is that it's mostly for practical reasons. This hat protects me from the harsh Takadana sun. It comes in handy when I need to go downhill fast. It's an excellent plate in a pinch, and most importantly of all, it's an excellent weapon. <laughs> so she uses it the for the story. same things that Embo does. I know, yeah, why the other reason is that she keeps it, but... um yeah, it, you know, basically says this is what I use it for. And it's the exact same things that we see Embo use it for in the episodes of Clone Wars, yeah. where he's sliding down the hill on it, can use it like Captain America's shield and fling it around and wreck people. And uh, I, I didn't really think about the dish part. I'm not sure how I'd feel about putting my it's food in there. Those and things are giant. You really got to really got to clean that I mean, thing out well before you put it back on your head. <laughs> yeah, so... I just thought that was pretty cool. You were worried about cleaning it before you put it back on your head. I was worried about cleaning it before you ate out of it. (laughs) 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 Works both ways, Kyle. You don't want the barbecue sauce when you put it on. You don't want the barbecue sauce. You know, it works both ways. So, um, but the relationship between Sav and court in this um, episode was really, really cool. Um, There is a section where, Sav is talking to court before as a Padawan uh, or a youngling before um, Yoda comes to take court to um, Coruscant. And he says, uh, Sav says, listen, kiddo, be nice to master Yoda. Even when he tries your nerves, like, like he loves to try mine. Sorry. Um, It's hard to get air through my, my hoarse voice here. Um, She says, I know a thing or two about fancy headgear myself. So I told him to let you keep your skull helmet on. Don't let anyone make fun of you for it. But uh, also don't, don't dismember them if they do. Okay. Kids are getting bullied at the Jedi temple in Coruscant for their That's that's what I got. What in the world? Kids going to be kids. That's what I got. Um, when, and, and Sav says, when it's your time, when you're ready, you will know that's all that matters because quartz species apparently live on this planet with giant crab monsters crab and people. they send the, the young, I don't, the Elosians, I think is what they are. They send them out when they're young to basically kill a crab. And then they wear this mask until they become adults. And then they shed the mask. It like breaks and they outgrow it. Um, and they'll know when that time is right for them to take it off. But 
Um, it was, just, I thought that was just an interesting piece because I love the fact that Sav is like, Hey, I wear a hat. It's okay to be different than the other kids that you're going to see. But then also, Hey, don't let them make fun of you for it either. And, and that is going on to, in my opinion, in the Jedi temple that, or around Coruscant or, you know, oh, they're well, doing guaranteed what kids people do and they pick on each other. They're the worst of the worst. Yeah. So I just thought that was really, really cool. Higher Republic Adventures comic. I've really been digging this one. Um, I love the, the, the shots, the artwork, the color, the story is great. I love that they keep introducing new Jedi. I think that's a ton of fun. Um, cause I'm like, Oh, this Jedi is pretty cool. Oh, this, Je-, you know, Orba Lynn, you got just tons of different Jedi coming into this comic. So it's been a lot of fun. I don't know. What are your guys thoughts on Higher Republic Adventures? I'm so not caught up on Higher Republic Adventures. Oh, boo. I know. Yeah. Hey, you didn't read half the war. I know. Uh, right? I, know. I, know. I stuck to the, I stuck to the war of the bounty hunters. Most of it. Vader seven titles. In his <laughs> that I didn't read. No, Adventures. I got the Vader one. I got the Vader one. Um, and then the star Wars stuff. I did not, uh, do the bounty, the Boba Fett stuff. Um, and the other ones, but no, I, the higher public adventure stuff I've really liked. It's, it is interesting seeing Maz in this knowing Maz has been around for, I don't even know how long thousand years now, apparently she's outliving Jedi. Um, but her buildings there is perfectly intact. So, um, I've got a couple things right now. One, I love the High Republic in general, but I will say the High Republic Adventures is my kind of bottom tier thing. That's like my the thing I have the least interest in. I am actually kind of behind on it. But I was definitely not scrolling through Instagram while we were recording this, but I happened to notice Uh-oh. that Hasbro Pulse put out a statement that may have something to do with these increasing numbers in the last few hours. Really? It is breaking news. They said, we really appreciate all the feedback we've received in an effort to make the HasLab Rancor the best possible dream product. With that, we realize we can't leave the most dangerous creature, the Rancor, roaming the galaxy without its keeper. We will be adding a fully newly tooled Star Wars, the Black Series, Malakili figure to the base offering. Funding at 9,000 units. Uncarded and ready for action, Malakili will come with his unique gaffy stick inspired by Star Wars Return of the Jedi. This figure is in active development, and we will share renders uh, as part of our backer updates if the project is successfully moves into production. Wow. So, okay. They, they, heard, right. they heard some complaints. That, uh, that's where I was going to go, yeah. Josh. Go ahead. Uncarded? Yep. <laughs> Yep, they snuck that in there, yep. didn't they? <laughs> I feel like the I feel like the card's got to be like the easiest thing that they produce. No, I, it's cardboard that they print some on cardboard with printed pictures. Yes, I would agree. But the fact that they said the figure is in development mm-hmm. it means it was already in development before you put the rancor out no, there. No, 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 no. Why no. didn't you it, just say? No, I think that means think that, that, that means like, oh shit, we better add started this. doing it. This oh, figure okay. is in active right. development, and well, they don't even have a render of it. Yeah, they they don't even have a digital no, uh, render. Yeah. They have like they just started this because they're like, holy shit, people are really not buying this thing. Yeah, somebody uh, got I, on so it's Twitter even, and found out why. So even even in the base tier, though. So let's say they add Malakili to the Rancor, three hundred fifty dollars. You shelling it out? 
I'm not. It, this was a no-go for me, period. I'm not going to mm. buy a six-inch scale Rancor. I mean, goodness gracious. I've got a, I've got a 83 Rancor <laughs> that I like. But it, Perfect. It's, uh, it's all you need. Yeah. So, no, this is a pass for me either way. I'm su- I think they feel like they're being generous by including it and including it in the base tier. But, I mean... Like kind of like Josh said, put it on a card back. Give me a break. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's Gave, you're gonna knowing give me a what loose the figure. knowing what the yak face carded figure with Java's sail barge, the katana is going for on it by itself. Although, like that's what I guess this would be a this would be a six inch scale, which is not Malachili, that's the thing is right? there is no six inch Malakili out there, and that's I think what people but have they, been wanting. They have done those on card backs, you know the. Yeah, the the Luke, oh, all those fiftieth anniversaries, the Luke from Celebration, mm-hmm. the fortieth, the, the Gamorian Guard, he's already out there. So again, I is it enough? I mean, maybe that's what drove the the backing numbers up a I'm little bit. But I'm assuming that's why some people nine thousand because that was one. Of, I mean, that was one of the number one complaints I saw. That was one of your number com- one complaints too. Is yes. how do you not yes. include Malakili? Um from the start? Should have been included. But well, so didn't it the, seem it, like? Didn't it seem like the stuff they were including was like just repackages or stuff that they were gonna, they like, they were gonna pr- put the Luke that's coming in a different box and it'd be Mando Luke and like, uh, b- the Quakian Monkey Lizard Salacious Crumb Salacious was like Crumb. already in a pack. Like, isn't the whole purpose of this is to get something you can get nowhere else? Like all of the figures that come with yep. the Haslab. Should only come with the Haslab. Oh my God! What? The second tier was bones in a cardboard oh, that, backdrop. That backdrop is insulting. Are frankly. you serious? They that, like, for that kind of money, they should have offered. It should have been like a diorama if they were going to do that. Yes, like or a hard plastic like yeah thing with maybe a working gate that you can just lift and close. It's it's cardboard. Yeah, it's it, again printed cardboard. Josh, to your point. Why is there no card back with Malakili? Like, yeah. I get it. it. Well, and we're gonna they're I, they're trying to please him, but it's I think too it's too little, little too, late. too late. Yeah, and we're gonna offer you the we're gonna offer you the the setting, and it doesn't even have like the only part that matters where you drop the gate <laughs> the on his gate? head. Like that's yes. like it, give me a break. It was dumb. It was dumb. Yeah. And then they gave you bones, and, and then if you unlock the third tier with Luke, he comes with a bone. Right? Like, wasn't that one of the things yeah. that was included? I don't know. Yep. This was a miss. This was a miss. <laughs> it was a mess from the start. Um, probably a bad omen when I think, was it Patrick released it on one of the, he let it slip out that that was the, he said something about Black Series Rancor. Yeah, and everybody's he like, slipped Wait, it what? on some that, kind of live the, stream and it's been downhill yep, ever since. That was a bad omen back then and it's been downhill ever since because people I think prejudged and said Malakili, Ula, those are your first two tiers and anything after that's a bonus and and it just was not the way that it should have been. So anyway, so comic catch up. Anything else you guys got on any of the comics here? No. No. Go read them. Support your local comic shop. Go read them. That's what I got. Go buy them from your local shop. All right. Well, let's blow this thing and get out of here, people. You're all clear, kid. Now let's blow this thing and go home.
Anyway, we hope you guys have enjoyed this episode of Comic Catch-Up. Um, go check us out anywhere on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Outer Rim Beacon, on any one of those platforms. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts, uh, iTunes, SoundCloud, wherever. We're all out there. You can also catch out all of our previous stuff there and on YouTube. So go find us on YouTube. If you need a great holiday gift, Tee Public, go check it out. Outer Rim Beacon merch. You can get just about anything on Tee Public, and I think it's like 35% off right now, so go check Good that deal. out. Uh, yeah. Um, support small businesses. Go out and support those small businesses. It is the holiday season. Um, a lot of them make some really cool stuff, and a lot of them take breaks over the holidays. So get those Order purchases now. in to make sure that you get them on time, um, and they don't close up shop, and then you can't get it anymore. Um, my name is Justin. You can find me on Twitter at IamTheBendu. Where can they find you guys at? This is Josh, and you can check me out on Twitter, Instagram, and Venmo at Battle of Tanat. This is Kyle, and I am KB underscore Legend on Venmo, Twitter, Instagram, Xbox, uh, everywhere. It's all—it's my only thing. They're all about the cash grab, man. Hey, all about that it's cash hard grab. out there in these streets, cash man. Cash rules everything around <laughs> <Stop>. me. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Anyway, have a good week, everybody. Uh, We will talk to you soon. May the force be with you. Wait the dawn. Wait the dawn. Saw it coming a mile away. Luna D. Throw some D's on it. (laughs) Take care, y'all. I'm not putting that song in.